What's going on, guys? Welcome back. Clocks on the Stove, episode 117. A little sports pod for you. I got we're in that weird part of the year where it's like a lot's going on, but nothing's going on at the same time, if that makes any sense. Your usual host, myself, Grayson Fisher, with me, my blonde hair, blue eyed demon, Mr. Zachary Watts. Here. And our special guest, the very first ever, the one and only clocks on the stove fantasy football champion mr sun god himself matthew mcdonald i'm happy to be back and uh just want to say i'm honored to be the first ever champion on clocks on the stove um i will lead a legacy that will never be beaten yeah we'll see it started this year and it's not stopping okay i'm coming for the two-peat Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Well, um, I honestly had a lot of fun doing this first year fantasy. It did suck being in the race for last, so mm-hmm. I was uh nervous a lot. Also, uh, while we're on that topic, we do need to come up with donuts as punishment. That needs to happen. Um, let's get that in the chat pretty soon. Um, I defeated Ryan Donuts in the last place game, so uh, yeah. So you win some, you lose some, but hey, I didn't take last. Uh, well, attack, you guys went to war in the finals. You did. Yeah. Um. I'll say this. Why don't we throw out some fantasy uh, punishment ideas? Maybe we can. I like I, my my favorite. That the issue is. Here's the issue. Here's my issue. My favorite punishment doesn't work for Donuts because he would like it too much. There's no way he would. There's no way he would. The Drew it. Walls video. Dude, he already dislikes posting on social media. I think it would slowly like chip into his like wall. Of like as a I, I think I think a week's worth uh Sunday to Sunday of 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 a Drew Walls video we posted is great. You have to tell me what a Drew Walls video is. It's that you never seen that black guy that like has a tripod. And he's like posting. Oh, him. okay, that guy, the Target yeah. run. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But Donut yeah. has to do that. Donut has to do that with his regular life. So it's him just like cutting a grass, like getting a every people. every single. <laughs> Uh, video has to have a Drake song in the background too. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Like a classic Drake song. I mean, honestly, I work with him every day, so I could probably just record his entire day. Well, but dude, that's not the thing. It needs to be on a tripod. That's what makes it so golden. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, we we could probably roll with that. Um. Yeah, we'll definitely throw some ideas out in the chat. I also like the uh the hot chip challenge. I think that's a good one too. I know that sucks. Um, yeah. Shout out Matthew Daner. He ate one one time and he ended up falling asleep on the toilet because he was too scared to leave the toilet. Uh, which which orifice was he most afraid of? Was it the mouth or the? Rear? I think all he might have like fallen asleep like this. So if he threw up, it just went like right down. Ah, uh, yes. That I mean, I actually in my other league, uh, we have our punishment as you make a TikTok account and you have to get twenty thousand likes by the next draft. Damn, that's a good like, punishment. Like dude. total, total. Yeah, yeah, that's hard, bro. We and, have, uh, do we have twenty thousand? It's hard. It, it's no, hard. And the guy, shout out Bob, he won't even try. Like he's had two posts since he's lost, and we're like, bro, you need twenty thousand likes. So what if he doesn't? Well, get, what if he doesn't get the twenty k? He's booted from the league because we have thirteen people that want to play, and there's only twelve spots. Damn, Dude, my phone is not working. Damn. Wait, I want to put this in perspective real quick. So he has how long? A year? No, a little less than a year. Probably what? So the, no, no, the fantasy months? fantasy football draft. I'll tell you the date of like a of like a fantasy football Damn, draft. Bro. Damn. All right. So I'll put it in perspective. He has around eight months 
okay, to get 20,000 likes. Our TikTok yeah. account is almost two years old, and we have 8,000 likes. Yeah, there's no shot. He'd have to post, like, multiple times a day. Yeah, you'd have to. You'd have to. But he's He also, like, all he has to do is blow up one time. Like, he could easily make yeah, a fun. It's not that easy. We've been trying for two years. Dude. It's not dude, that easy. Grayson, there are people that are doing these target runs for fantasy football. I know, dude. Like I think. And they're I getting bad, Matt, but banking on it. Likes in one you, can't just bet, you can't just bank on it. Oh, I'm, this video is going to blow up. Yeah, but so all I have been one. grinding this podcast for three years, and we haven't all just blown up yet. All <laughs> it takes is one, though. All I agree, but he, that boy, it doesn't, it's not just post one that blows up, it's post 500 and one of the 500 blow up. It's a numbers game, it's sales, it's the same shit. No, it's, it's, it's all an algorithm, it's all the yeah. algorithm. Boy. All right, wait, 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 wait. We, I feel like we could do the math on this. If he has eight months to do it, how many likes we think in like per video? How many videos do you think we have? Well, well let's just say, let's just say there's thirty days in each month, so you have eight times thirty. You have two hundred and forty days. Divide that by 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 what? Two twenty thousand likes. And how many days? Two hundred forty. That's eighty three. Eighty three likes a day. That's hard. That's hard. <laughs> Dude, if you're average, dude, if you're averaging that's like hard. Dude, and he's not posting, he's not yeah, posting. That's he's hard. like, I don't care. He's booted. He's, he's booted. Hey, he's he's one of those be. kids. I, I listen, I don't know this kid, so I'm not trying to talk Matt Smack, but the vibe I'm getting off is he's the kid that likes to point at the kid that fell. But when he's the kid that falls, he's like, Stop laughing. Stop oh, laughing. Ooh. Shout out, Bob. <laughs> Bob, Bob. <laughs> not not your day, man. <laughs> but hey, let's get this thing moving. Um, yeah, Matt, shout you out. Awesome job winning the fantasy league. Um, next year, we'll definitely and, and well, well fought against Zach. He was a worthy opponent. Had a great team. We had um, in the in the last week, we had to play a lot of different people than what our teams usually should be, which was Zach's um, fault. Which hey. was Zach's fault. But at the same time, if it was Week Seventeen Championship, I would have still beat Zach. So, Amen. hey, same with me and Donez. Also, shout out Jackson Masters for. Probably the comeback of the year. He went from buried and last because he fell asleep during the draft to, I think, sixth place. I think mm -hmm. he took sixth. Mm -hmm. Sixth or seventh. So, yep. shout out Jackson, dude. Yeah, solid. I mean, I did make a last-second trade with him, which people tried to shit on me for. And then it what ended was, up. What was the trade? Dude, I got Travis Kelsey, Tank Dell for um, Chris Olave, Terry McLaurin, and one other receiver. And oh, I remember in the group chat went wild. Well, Olave scored more than all of those other people combined. So whoever got yeah. Olave won. I got screwed over because Tank Dell, after I traded for him, went off and then got yeah. hurt. So yeah. then I was like, okay, that trade pretty much did nothing for did me. Y'all see the video of 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 uh, PMT where they they acted like uh, Tank Dell was a made up name? No way. Yeah, it's it's, it's a good clip. Just check it out. But anyways, we gotta get the ball rolling with this. Uh, fantasy football. It was awesome. It sucks. It's over. We'll be back next year. We're going to make some adjustments. Well, uh, also probably as it gets closer, probably get a little more, uh, not insight, but like ideas from from our from like from from our champions. You know, um, some ideas people want to throw out there. Um, but let's dive in real quick to some college football. We had the college football playoffs. Um, a lot of disagreements with the teams that should have been in. You know, it is what it is. At the end of the day, uh, number one Michigan. Defeated number four Alabama in the semis, and then we had uh, number two Washington defeat number three Texas in the semis, and then Michigan put a low key beating on Washington 
in the national championship to get their first national title of I don't know how long, but long time. Um, before Donuts and Caleb were born. I yeah, before Donuts and Caleb were born. What are your uh, guys' thoughts on our college football playoff aftermath? Um, let's think about this. Going into the game, I had already gone in with the perspective that Michigan was the more talented team. I just thought Washington was going to play a lot better football in order to win the football game. What I saw out of Washington was not the Washington that I saw play Texas, but in the same go, like Michigan did their job like every week of the season. Like there was very little question of whether they like whether or not they could or couldn't, but whether or not they should. Um, I don't really care to talk about the allegations and stuff. Cause like the more I just look on social media and people want to comment on it and make a big deal out of it. I'm like, dude, 10, 15 years from now, you're not going to bring that up. Like it, it really doesn't matter that much. I mean, I get it. It's a t- big talking point in the season, but you know, I feel like if it was a bigger deal, it would have gotten handled, but regardless, congrats to Michigan. Congrats to Caleb and Ryan. I'm sure they will live for that for the next 40 years or whenever their next title comes along. Cause they ain't getting be- one soon. Yeah, they, they, ain't, they ain't gonna be back. They are not gonna be back. Um, unfortunately, you know who else is not gonna be back? Uh, Alabama probably. Yeah, but we'll get there, at least um, for a little bit. At least for a little bit. Yeah, at least for a great segue. Yeah, indeed. Matt, some words about Michigan. There's about Just, playoffs, we'll, in playoffs in general. We'll get we'll get to the saving stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I watched uh the first half, and then like probably the first two drives of the second and then re- realized it was over and then uh I just turned it off you know it's um uh, you know I'm definitely uh hurt about um the Gators and it just kind of when I get to the college football playoff and the Gators aren't even in question I don't really care as much especially when there's no SEC mm-hmm. um but I think Michigan is a great team and a deserving team um I would have liked to see a more fun game. I think Penix, um, I think it may have gotten to his head a little bit. A little bit. I think he was overthrowing people, underthrowing people, wide open people that could have changed the game, I think. Especially early on, you know, they're kicking field goals when they should have gone for a a touchdown instead. So, Uh, but it's well-deserved by Michigan. And uh, it was fun to see Dave Portnoy go crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like like watching the game, I feel like what I came to a slow realization of was like even though Washington, I think they won the award for best O-line in the country, if I'm not mistaken. I need to be double-checked on that. But um, they did have one of the better. I know for a fact Michigan was rated the number one defense in the country. Yeah. Michigan showed why they have some dogs on defense. I mean, they had some of the most unrelenting pressure. And we saw that in the Alabama game. Like Miller was getting sacked relentlessly. But just the amount of pressure they're able to put up with their front seven was absolutely ridiculous. Like, I, dude, it looked like Washington's game plan was we're going to throw screen passes every other down, like every other down. It did not matter. Like very limited deep <laughs> shots. And when you don't have that many deep shots, you know, you're not going to be able to build up that confidence to consistently hit them downfield. I mean, when they did try to go for the deep ball, it just didn't seem like he either thrown enough or like hadn't really gotten to a rhythm with any of his guys to make a connection downfield but and even when they did got called back so like nothing seemed to be going washington's way throughout the entire game 
but I, f- I feel like we got what we expected out of Michigan. We just expected more out of Washington, or that's at least how I saw it. But anyway, since we – I want to get my – I'm sorry. My phone just blew up real quick. Okay. Um, first things first, my Twitter is just – I don't know who number 73 is for Washington, but that poor soul. My Twitter has just been people flaming him, just like saying he lost in the game and like – he didn't do too well. What did he do though? Like I, I, I they, they were about, they they hit a forty yard pass to Adunze Adunes, okay, wide oh. open forty yard pass. They're down thirteen to twenty in the fourth, the beginning of the fourth. They like clear shot to tie the game up. Gets called yeah. back because of a real like a, a, I think it was it was like a holding call that had nothing to do with the play. Like he didn't even need to hold the guy. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. And then, a lot of false starts too. Yeah, yeah, he had a bunch. He had a bunch of things. Um. I want to piggyback off of what Matt said. Uh, Pennington, like, he got scared. My first thing is when I watched that game, I'm wondering if Penix was banged up going into it and if that was a factor because he's injury prone. We know this. He's always injured. The second thing is I don't know if it was as much Penix or his O-line getting bullied. That that front seven of Bama, of, of Michigan did a phenomenal job at, at keeping pressure. And it was to the extent where – I remember the the announcers talking about it. Even when they got to like their half of the field, they were blitzing and giving up a coverage because they cared more about getting to Penix than they did like trying to lock everybody down. And it worked in their favor. It worked extremely well. Um, I and it goes back to my belief of football, and this is something Zach and I have talked about time in and time again in the podcast. The most important aspect of the game is the trenches. I don't care what you say. I don't care how good your quarterback is. I don't care how good your receivers are. If you have the best offensive line, they will open up the best run gaps, and they will give your quarterback the most time to throw the ball and your receivers the most time to run their routes. If you have the best D-line, they will shut down the run gaps, and they will get to the quarterback so your linebackers and DBs don't have to cover as long, and the run threat's easier when your D-line stuffs everything. Look at the last five champions. Disgusting trenches. Amazing in the trenches. Disgusting trenches. Amazing. And I think that's I, I don't think Washington was bad there. I don't think they were excellent there. And the difference is Michigan was excellent there. To the extent where I'm gonna get hate on this, but their starting quarterback threw 10 passes in the national championship, and they were still able to win 34 to 13. That's how good their trenches were. It's like and, Brock Purdy. Exactly. I don't know about that. But it's just like it, that. It's a very key part of the game, and it's a big wake up call for Washington because you're going to play Michigan esque teams nine nine times out of ten in the Big Ten. You're going to play teams that aren't that fast, but they are bullies up front, and that's where you're going. So there's going to be some adaptability. I still think you give Kalen DeBar, or that's his name, Kalen DeBar. That's the, yeah, Kalen DeBar. I think he deserves head uh, coach of the year. I don't think there's an argument there. What he did in two years at Washington is outstanding. Um, and I don't think that Washington team should be written off. I'm tired of people saying they didn't deserve to be there. No, they deserve to be there. They just lost. And we live in this era now where if somebody loses, it's like, oh, they deserve to be there. They just lost. They deserve to be there more than anybody else. They beat Oregon twice. They ran through the Pac-12. They Michael Penix was the number two of the Heisman. They did everything right. They just lost the game. And it happens. It's also the first time Washington's really been on a stage that big. I think almost ever, or as long as I can recall. I mean, I they mean, beat Alabama in the semis, but that didn't, playoff. 
they, were they, knew, they, they knew they were going to get clapped there. Everybody knew they were going to get clapped there. This was the first time where it was like, Washington might win a natty. It was like, See, I, I don't know if I I don't know if I can agree with that because the whole reason you open up a 12 team format is so that you don't like any like if you're in the 12, like you're good enough to win it. It's just whether like yeah, obviously in the, yeah, dude, but that team, that Washington team in 2014 or 2015, the year after, extremely talented, extremely good football team. Jake Browning, Vita Bea, they had John they had a Ross very good defense. Ball. They had a very good defense, but their offense wasn't shit. They had John Ross, and once you shut down John Ross, it was GG's. Okay, and that's what happened in the game. They scored the first opening drive, and then they lost like thirty to seven. They didn't score again. Anyways, anyways, that's beside the point. Washington was a good team. I loved watching them. And last thing I'm gonna say on this: at the end of the game, I don't know if you guys saw this clip, but it like actually like really warmed my heart. At the end of the game, Michael Penix has a towel over his head and he's crying and he's walking into the tunnel. And Jalen Harrell, so Michael Penix is Tampa boy with Tampa Bay Tech. Jalen Harrell plays linebacker slash defensive end for Michigan. He went to Berkeley, so he's a temp boy too. He came sprinting down from the other side of the field to go give Michael Penix a hug in the tunnel and was like, hey, Tampa boy's on top. Keep your head up. Like, that's just – that's awesome, dude. It's cool to see kids from Tampa representing and and, and showing love to each other, you know? Hometown vibes. We are all Tampa natives. Uh, A13. A13 for life. Uh, Since I brought it up earlier, we might as well just hop right into it. Nick Saban has officially announced his retirement from college football and football in general, for that matter. The man, I believe, had 50 consecutive years of coaching, if I'm not mistaken. So the fact that he's that able counts like as like a like that counts. I'm sorry to interrupt you. That counts as like an assistant and like a, all that stuff too, right? Yeah. Yeah, because Bill was 49 years and saying, dude. Saban was insane. Yeah. But Regardless, obviously the greatest college football coach of all time. Um, I don't have his resume in front of me, but I can tell you right now. Seven national had, titles. I think he had – he never won an SEC champ – actually, until this year. He never won an SEC championship and lost in the Natty until this year. Yeah. And he never played – I, I, I want to say – I want to say the last eight SEC championships they played in or seven, they won. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that true? Yeah, and that's why Georgia fans are like shit. Yeah. Uh regardless though, the goat. Uh while I was checking over um some of his just insane resume, accolades, accomplishments, achievements, there's you can just look it up, save it on Twitter, and they will literally glaze this man. Rightfully so, because what what he has done for the college football world is just absolutely insane. But I did see this one thing, and there are four teams in the SEC that have never won against Nick Saban, and now they never will. All right, I want to try this. I would like you guys to the name only one that does Matt look at it too. Did he? Does he know? I can probably guess. Matt, get your Walmart ass internet connection out of here, bro. Oh, what happened? What happened? It's- I'm sorry, guys. All right, but Matt, did you did you see the list or no? No. So we know off rip it's Vandy's one. Vandy's one of them. Vandy yep. is 0 4. They're one. There's another team tied with Matt, I'm gonna let Matt go next. Missouri for sure. Missouri is also 0 4. I'm gonna go Mississippi State. Negative. Mississippi State has had a win against Nick. Damn. When was I believe, that? I believe it was Dak Prescott. Oh, they lost that year. Dak was they were number one in the country and lost at Alabama. Well, Mississippi State has a win against Alabama. Okay, all right. So I know. I want to say Kentucky. 
Kentucky is 0 and 6. They are the Oh shit. All right, so we got Vandy, Mizzou, and Kentucky. Yeah. This one is by far the worst team that has ever played Saban. Like just Over ne- Vandy? They Vandy is 0 and 4. Vandy is 0 and 4 all time versus Nick Saban. This team is 0 and 17. And they're in the SEC right they're, now. And they're in it's the not SEC. Auburn. It's not Georgia. It's not Texas AM. It's not oh, Ole Miss. There, there's one I'm team. To, I'm trying to help you, bro. Listen, it's not Auburn. It's not Ole Miss. It's not Georgia. It's not Florida. It's not yeah. LSU. It's not LSU. Wow. Um, oh, we're bad. It's not Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Tulane was originally in the SEC. No, they're still they're still in the SEC right now. Okay. Wow. I mean, I mean, I know it's right there in front. I of know. Me. I know. It's bothering me. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give no, you. No, no hints. No hints. No hints. No. 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 Uh, it can't be Missouri. It can't be Texas A and M. It's not Tennessee. Nope. No. Tennessee beat them. Tennessee beat them. Yeah. Um. Oh, who are the other teams? Arkansas. It is Arkansas. Arkansas. Arkansas is 0 and 17. Wow. Damn. 0 and 17. So what? Mizzou, Vandy, Arkansas, and who's the other one? Kentucky. Kentucky. Damn. So is Kentucky like just got good? <laughs> They've been ass forever. Yeah. But they're they're pretty solid now. Yeah. Yeah. But with Nick Saban leaving, obviously the ramifications of this are few and far in between. I mean, instant effect in college football. I believe they already have eight or nine players that have hit the portal. Many more to come. I can promise you that because when you commit to the University of Alabama, you are com- you are committing to play football for Nick Saban. Yeah, you're not. That's- yeah. Well, the thing is, too, that's crazy is um, the thing that's crazy about it. His D coordinator retired two days before, and everyone was like, "What the hell? Why did this guy retire?" And then he followed. And what I'm reading on Twitter, like I said, it's Twitter. It's not anything crazy is that basically we're going to see in the next two to three years, a lot of coaches like Nick Saban, like older guys, they're all going to start retiring because this new era of NIL and transfer and stuff, they don't like it. And it's just not the college football they grew up with. And they're just going to, they're just going to stop. And I think Saban put all of his tokens into this year and was like, this is the year we got to do it. I did see a tweet though. That was like Jalen Milrow was so bad. Nick Saban decided to retire. Then to come back and try to win something with them. (laughs) <laughs> uh, the, dude the funniest tweet i saw it it was like kind of a coincidence that the same year that dodge discontinues the challenger nick saban retires very <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm, suspect nick saban but his last play ever is a, a qb run up the middle for okay, uh, yes that card. was not the design play i hate oh, everyone keeps shitting on him for that, that was it was supposed to be a a uh, what's called a run pass option but the freaking center put in the dirt. So Miller yeah. had no choice but to run. That center, how is he playing for Alabama? Yeah. He and, I, and it bothers me, bro, because I'm not an Alabama fan by any means. It bothers me that people are like, why do you call that? That's such a bad – he didn't call that play. The center messed it up. But just like our friend that we know that snapped the bad snap for Ohio State, the centers never get the blame. They never get blamed. Never, ever. But with Nick Saban retiring, obviously that has some openings – for the Alabama head coaching position, I'm going to list off some of the popular candidates that have been brought up. I'm going to I'm going to also mention a name that I absolutely hate. The fact that it's even in the criteria for the head coaching position is just an absolute joke to me. But here we go. Dan Lanning. No, he's already he's already back at Oregon. It's committed. It's confirmed. I'm just saying. 
Dabo Sweeney, Lane Kiffin, Kalen DeBoer, Mike Norvell, and the one that I hate the most. Kalen DeBoer? No shot. And the one that I hate the most is James Franklin. There is no way in hell James Franklin will ever step foot on the University of Alabama's campus. I need y'all to know this right now. I didn't write this article. I did not write this article. What? He can't even win in the Big Ten. Hey, my, I share the same sentiments. I'm fully on board. I don't know why his name is even brought up at all. But I'm what? Honestly, there's probably betting odds on it right now. Let Let's just see what the betting odds. Can we are. bet against it? Can I bet that it's not going to be James Franklin? Probably not. No. I bet everything I own. As of a couple, <laughs> as of a couple hours ago, oh my! Mike Norvell's plus two hundred. He leads. He leads everything. Uh, Dabo Sweeney's plus three hundred. That's Caleb, why. That's why I see them. I, I see Dabo or Lane. That makes the most sense to me. I Caleb, think Dabo for sure. Kalen DeBoer is plus three hundred. That doesn't make Except sense though. Dabo may have life set in Clemson. Uh, brother, your life is set in Alabama. No, but I'm saying like Forever. not like money wise. I'm talking about like he probably has like a whole community over there. He probably has Nick like Saban probably... could run for mayor of Tuscaloosa, and he actually would win. Like he literally would win. I'm not even lying. He could run as yeah, a. But that's Nick Saban. I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, Dabo's built something in Clemson. I understand, brother, but he ain't winning shit. Hey, he may have built Rome. Rome ain't there, baby. Yeah, dude, Dabo. Dude, brother, the more and more I learned, ever since Jimbo left us, the more I learned they're going to chase where they think the grass is greener. It has nothing to do with where they're at. Money, baby. Money. And- uh, Jimbo left a national championship program to go seven and five for four years. Actually, yeah. he went five and seven one year. And then got paid at racks to now do nothing with his life. Yeah. Um. Regardless, I'm going to name some of these other ones. Uh, Lane Kiffin at plus 600. Uh, Dem. D'Amico Ryans is at plus 800, the Texans coach, who literally just took the Texans to the playoffs. Yeah. So um, then you have a significant drop-off. You go James Franklin plus 4,000, Pat Shermer plus 4,000. Pat Steve Shermer. Sh- Who's Pat Shermer? He's the Colorado defensive I don't. I'm not sure. I know he's a coach at Colorado. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian plus 4,000. And then at plus 5,000, we have Billy Napier. No so- way. So there are there's no shot. My personal favorite would be Ed Ogeron. That'd, that'd be my, that'd be my dream. Also, can we acknowledge it's kind of weird Brian Kelly's name's not in there? Yeah. Brian Kelly. He ain't built for that. He ain't built for that. All I know is Kellen DeBoer is one up 104 and 12 as a head coach. Um, you give him a blank check. And you say before uh, Washington, Fresno State, that's right. Fresno State. Yeah. I would, if I'm Alabama, you you get Kalen DeBoer. Nah, dude. He's not SEC football. That's not SEC football. 104 and 12 speaks for itself. I think you Who is? I think Dabo or Lane are your best. You need somebody. You took a Pac 12 team. Zach, I understand, but you need somebody that has Southeast recruiting ties. He doesn't have that. Who was the coach before Saban? Buddy, I fucking no, dude. God, what the hell? He, he joined in what? 07? Yeah, yeah, I was a, I was wa- like, I was in diapers almost. You were seven. Yeah, they were, they were still seven. teaching me some bullshit in school. Well, I don't I mean, know. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, you do that. Uh, anything else? Cultural ball? Do you want to talk about this? Or no. Uh, I feel like it, we need, we do need to bring it up because <laughs> uh, I feel like you don't think it's more of a talk. 
Uh, Matt, Matt, it'll give Matt a chance to shit on us, so it may just be clip material. So, uh, Matt, I'll just kind of de-wade to your LeBron off the backboard right now. Uh, Florida State is hit with an NIL punishment. Um, I was reading up on the art article a little bit, but essentially what happened was our offensive coordinator, Atkins, and a... Allegedly, funded- allegedly. This is not allegedly. This is... Allegedly. It, it happened, brother. Allegedly. Do you have, is there pictures or videos of proof? Brother, they got suspended for it, and we immediately came to an agreement on all of our punishments. And oh, I feel yeah, like you don't yeah, agree to this shit yeah, unless yeah, you're, yeah, definitely. Brother, if you're in, if you're innocent, if you're innocent, you you, you fight don't like it. Yeah, punishment. you fight it. Yeah, yeah you fight. Yeah. You don't. You yeah, don't. I didn't know. I didn't know they accepted it. I didn't know that part. Oh, we accepted very fast. Regardless, um, pretty much had a highly touted transfer portal prospect on campus for a visit and an unnamed booster who they refused to name, but he's no longer a part of the thing for a couple of years. That was part of the deal with the suspension, but he pretty he much was no a, longer a booster. Yeah. For at least three years, but he looked at the recruit and he was like, yeah, if you come play at Florida state, I'll pay you $15,000 a month. And uh, yeah, I think a lot of people would have taken that deal, but the player immediately returned to a school, went back and, uh, Turns out people found out. So, yeah, that tends to happen because you got to snitch sometimes, man. Hey, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Not a Florida State Seminole. No loyalty to us. I understand. If, especially if you're not returning. if you Especially if you're not committed to Florida State, you're obviously going to want to throw them under the bus. Look, my only comments before I let Matt just absolutely rip us a new one are um, it's very sad to see how the end of the season has unfolded compared to what we started with. Um, I had such high expectations. And then I feel like since the Jordan Travis injury, uh, this has been my Florida State 9-11. Um, except it, except um, the second tower wasn't hit until... I could name five things way worse than this that has happened since we've been Florida State fans. You can name five things that are worse? Than this? Yeah, easily. Give me them. All right. Willie Taggart era. All of it. Losing Jacksonville State. Um, okay, that's more of like our world war. That isn't like our 9-11. You know what I mean? Like there's what there's what 9-11 was worse. You for use Americans it. for Americans. For Americans? Fair. I'd say World War II. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Yeah, cool. yeah. I might take that back. I might take that back. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna come out on the pod and say like 9-11 wasn't even the worst American tragedy. Like I'm not I'm not we're not going there. I'm just saying, I'm just saying in relevancy to the other bad shit. Yeah, go back to the sports, please. Please go back to the sports. Yeah, we're talking about relevancy here. Please like, go back to the sports. Regardless. Pretty bad. So Matt. Uh, all the you... comments under the Florida State thing are like, all right, now do Michigan. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I don't know. I'm a. I haven't really done much research on, uh, you know, what this whole punishment is for you guys, but um, just like. I think you guys behind the been, scenes and the assistant coach can't be there for three games. Yeah, but I just think you guys have been uh just continuously being punished uh pretty much from December to to now. And uh it, it's probably gonna get a lot worse for you guys. And uh you're gonna be punished, you know, next November for sure against the Gators. Um in your own stadium. It's really gonna suck too. I'm gonna really Napier. 
Yeah, Billy Napier turning it around. You know, Norvell was really shitty um, his first year or two, right? Or is it just uh, – I don't know if he was uh, Billy Napier bad. No, nah, first year first year when we lost to Jacksonville. Sure. Yeah, you guys lost yeah, to Jacksonville. I mean, Billy uh, – Billy Napier was second or third year. Second or third year. Second or third year. Second or third year. Billy, this yeah. is his third year. So going into is, or this was his third year. No, this is going into his third year. Okay, so going into our third year, we went what ten and three. I'm With pretty two. sure this is his third year. We went ten and three in our third year. No, this was third year. No, this is his fourth year. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so then we're on track because Norvell was asked for his two years. Yeah, and then we got ten I, wins, and then yeah. we went undefeated. Okay. So that's why I'm saying this is Billy Napier's make or break year. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it a little bit before the pod about uh, make or break situations. Um, and I did say a metaphor before the pod that I, I feel like doesn't fit as well now. But now that I've really thought about it, I, I think this metaphor fits a lot better. I think Matt's relationship with Billy Napier is like the girlfriend that just really sucks. But she's in either a law school or a nursing program. So, you know, she's going to bring home bread. So, like, the future <laughs> aspect of it, you're like... You're like, all right, but like, if I'm yeah. breading up, I'll be all right. Like, yeah, I, I, the 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 end the end goal's there. I see the she's getting yeah, the BBL. Yeah, I see the vision, yeah. but what I'm getting right now is like <laughs> blue balls and misery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know what? This is where true fans stick to their team. I'm a diehard. I will never leave the Gator side, <laughs> no matter if you know Billy Napier sucks next year. I'll be rooting. And be uh, totally biased to any pick, like I was with the uh, Georgia Bulldogs this year. I will have blind faith in my Gators because that's what I think um, I was grown up with. So, all right, guys, let's um, let's get on to our NFL talk now. Uh, we got our NFL playoffs going on, but before we go to our NFL playoffs, there's three big coaching things we need to discuss before we dive in. First of all, one of the wildest, most what the hell happened. By the way, this this beginning of 2024 has been what we're ninety we're not even two weeks in, and it's already been the wildest beginning of a year I, I can recall. Mike Rabel gets fired, and I'm gonna be honest. I before if you would have asked me, you know, when this, I would have put him as like top five most job secured head coaches, low key or like close. I don't think you can blame him. I don't think he's the reason they're bad. It's not his fault. He's never had a good quarterback. They're, 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 uh, I don't know if they're GM or what do you call like the system, like the fucking management you call it management isn't good. I don't, I don't think it's his office. And, yeah. and the, the other thing, because I know Zach's about to go off. The other thing I'm going to say is when, when a coach gets fired and then you go and look at the players or you look at other players and they're all heartbroken, it's really hard to be like, it was the coach's fault. You know, you see guys get fired and then, People are like, yeah, you know, we're going to find a new replacement. No, everyone's like, what the hell happened? Uh, look, the way I look at it is there was never a question of whether or not Mike Brable was a good players coach. Like everyone that's ever played for him, I have yet to hear any bad things about him. Like everyone loves playing for him. The biggest problem I had with Mike Brable is, yes, he was good when he first got there because same thing with the kind of Alec Pierce situation over in Vegas. You know, when you're a former player, you're able to instill that camaraderie factor when you first join. So you can take a lot of talented players to buy into one thing and kind of like if you were 
kind of the Raiders situation. If you were heading towards shithole and he steps in, he can kind of get him to come together to win a couple games. Problem is, once you give him a couple years out of that, you like Mike Rabel showed there was no like improvement. It was a steady decline. Uh, I just feel like they got caught in like football purgatory, as I'd like to call it. What happened was you're able to get guys like Derrick Henry on your team who are so remarkably good at their job that they are going to win you football games on their back. The problem is, even if you do make the playoffs, you're not a, such a well-rounded team that you're able to win games. And the biggest issue with that is, unless you make some insane trades or off-season ac- acquisitions, your draft stock is not going to be good enough to bring home talent. Even though it is first-round talent, you're not taking... You're in the middle every year. You're in the middle You're in the middle of the pack every year, and you're just you're not able to find the diamond in the rough. And it's not to say that their front office necessarily made the wrong decisions. I mean, look, they, they tried to make Mount, they drafted Malik Willis as kind of like a risk it kind of guy. Cause Hey, they, there wasn't many of that quarterbacks that had fallen in the draft. So they decided, Hey, we'll go with this guy. He's extremely athletic. Let's see what we can get out of him. That project didn't work out. You saw Will Levis come into the picture this year and Hey, he's played pretty decently. The problem is, is the team overall showed a lot of flaws and you don't really know what you're going to get out of them. So at this point, with all the moves that they've made, acquisition- too. I don't know if you said that. I blanked out. Who? I got D-Hop also. Yeah, so with all these acquisitions, you know, they just still weren't able to make a push for, like, a playoff run. And unfortunately, like, this is the NFL. Business is business. And despite how much he was loved by the city, you know, if you're not bringing in wins, you're probably not putting fans in seats at the end of the day. Um, no discredit to the loyalty that the Tennessee Titan fan base have. I know you guys get rowdy up there, but you know, if you want to be a winning franchise, you got to have a winning coach and he wasn't necessarily coaching you to any wins wins in my opinion. So that's kind of how I viewed his firing. Could you see him going to college or no? Um, I still think he has a good opportunity to maintain a position in the NFL. I don't know what coordinating jobs are going to be opening up. I think he could recruit really fucking well. Grable? Yeah. Oh, dude, that would be a crazy Bama hiring. No, I'm not saying – I didn't didn't say Bama. I just meant college in general. I don't know if he could go to Bama. Slow slow down, brother. Yeah, you can't – yeah. I I just – I mean – Who knows? Yes, you have to be a good coach to be a good coach in college football. That's how that works. Wasn't Saban in the NFL? You should be a good coach. I no, agree. Yes, yes, but you have to be great at recruiting as well. That's a huge factor. And I feel like like Zach nailed it on the head. He's a great players coach. I could see him recruiting good recruiting classes. Yeah. I mean, the problem is, is it is a difficult transition. Like, I just don't think some coaches would mesh very well in college, whether it be game planning, recruiting. Like, there's a lot of different factors. Like, the NFL is obviously a lot more talented, but I do think the NCAA has its own difficulties in order to build a team. There's different team building aspects. In the NFL, you get to draft people. It's kind of a fair fight. In college, yeah, it's up for grabs. It's up for grabs, baby. It's what those kids want, first and foremost. Like, you, you may – yeah, it's it's more so an entity. You're trying to represent an entity in order to bring kids in, and the NFL you get to pick and choose the your fruits to an extent. To an extent, to an extent yeah, to an extent for the most part. But hey, man, it it's hard. I although I will say, never heard of a guy failing as a college football coach and then being successful as an NFL one. Have heard of guys that have failed in the NFL and been successful in college. So there is still a chance. Nick Saban proved that. Mans was all right on the Browns. 
not so good for the Dolphins and then found his rightful place in college football leading the Crimson Tide. And LSU. Yes. Into the, more other- I think about it, the more I think Vrabel could be good as a coach. I, for I think he could be a really good college coach. I don't know if he could go to Alabama. Alabama is not going to hire a guy that has no college football experience. They're not just going to send that. I mean, they did with Saban. They did with Saban, but he he yeah, won but with LSU. Okay, he yes, they did with Saban, but they weren't here when they hired Saban. They were like they were solid. They were like a bowl. They were going to bowl games. They weren't the dynasty. We'll see. Um, into one of our Matt other just counteracted the, the the shit out of himself right there. What? Yeah, Vrabel can't go there. He's like, we'll see. Thank hey, I think he could. Look, I'm saying, is it unlikely? Hella unlikely. Not, not, not impossible though. More not. likely than Billy Napier, that's for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'm with that. I'm hey, with what that. about Jim McElwain though? <laughs> he's he, he, he's out fishing. Yeah, yeah. Matt, did you see that that meme I sent you the other day? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, for, I think keep going, keep going. I'm tired. We've had some other coaching changes in the NFL, including Mr. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll was let go by the Seattle Seahawks. Look, this is one of those things where I don't really know where it goes for him. Actually, wait, didn't Pete Carroll not did? What was his career like at USC as a coach? He won a natty. He won a natty, right? Yeah. Did he? Yes. He, him and Harbaugh, the only two coaches that ever played. Yeah, in right, right. Yeah, I do, I do remember seeing that. Yeah. So. Um. Anyway, Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. That relationship is no more. Look, Pete Carroll's old as hell, man. Yeah, he was seventy three, right? Yeah, dude is old, kicking it, still athletic, still sprinting on the field, catching, yeah, he's running routes, running routes. Um, could he take a hit from Primary Lewis? No. Could he do it for a dollar? No. Uh, regardless, he does have a history there. I hate. What I hate more than anything, and I don't know why I keep falling for this trap, but anytime a social media post, specifically Instagram, is put up about anyone retiring, the top comment will always just be the most negative thing about their coaching resume. Like the first thing, the first thing I saw under Pete Carroll's retirement post was was someone saying, Yeah, now he has plenty of time to think about why he passed the ball. And like why 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 does his career boil down to that? You know what's oh. funny, Zach? You know what's funny on that? If that play would have worked, they would have called him a fucking genius. Yeah. If that yeah. play would have worked, they'd be like, Pete Carroll's a genius. They knew the run was coming. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he happened to be playing against the smartest man to ever coach in football. <laughs> Which is a great segue for you. <laughs> great segue. Great segue. But I do want to give you all some words, if you'd like, on the Pete Carroll departure. Yeah, sorry, I got to blow my nose again. Matt, any words on Pete Carroll? Um, yeah, I, I mean, to touch on what Grayson said, I don't think he should be uh, thought of as the one who just didn't pass it. He won a Super Bowl, went to two others, right? Um, very good coach. Scary, scary uh, team in the Seahawks every year uh, just because of him. And uh, hope he has a great retirement. Yeah. I don't know if he's, like, stated he's retired. Or wait, was it retired or fired? Maybe he did retire. Uh, yeah, I think he got. I think they parted ways. No, I thought Bill Belichick parted. Hold on, let me make sure we're not just being stupid. Well, since Zach already uh 
Got it going right there. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots parted ways. It's like one of those things where it's like super like wow, but also like I kind of get it. Um, yeah. Look, I don't really. I'm gonna be honest. I don't have much to say on it. I'll let Zach kind of go. Uh, Belichick was a legend. Um, definitely needed Brady as we saw. Um, but and that's not shots at Belichick by any means. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like he he found he found the fucking gem. And that that's good. That's skill. Yes. Um, and I also I think that's one thing I do like a lot. One thing I don't like about Bill Belichick is how he's so fucking vanilla and he's like kind of an asshole. The thing I like about Bill Belichick is how he doesn't write off anybody. He gives everybody a chance. And you see that by him like always drafting and keeping his eye out on these smaller school guys. I mean, there's that one uh, uh, pictures of him at like some like what D2 guys at D linemen. It was like um... – he was like a D two All American D lineman who didn't get. Uh, Eastern, it was like Eastern Tennessee Tech, and he was yeah. out there in the rain doing. And he like didn't. He, his school didn't give him a pro day, so Belichick just flew out and stood in the rain and watched this kid work out. Yeah, that's pretty um, awesome. I feel like him and Saban are the same in the aspect that they are football perfectionists. Like they are so keen to every little detail on the football field. That's why I feel like they're so respected within the game. Like, regardless of how people may have viewed them in the sense of like just being kind of like rough around the edges or like kind of assholes per se. I've never really seen that many players come out and speak against either of these coaches openly. Like everyone's usually been very supportive of what both of the coaches have done for their, not only playing careers, but in their personal lives. So I think that should be stated prior to any accolade they've ever earned on the football field. These are great leader of men, not just great football coaches. Um, look, I understand the move from Bill Belichick since the departure of Tom Brady, you were left in a very questionable state. You know, when you let go of the goat, there's obviously going to be a lot of questions, Mark question marks. And unfortunately the team hasn't really panned out to what you expected it to be since his departure. I believe in my mind, Robert Kraft had a bill and Bill Belichick had an agreement in place on what their expectations were year in and year out. Come to think of it, last year, Mac Jones was a pro bowler and you were a playoff team before getting stomped out by the Buffalo Bills. So your expectation going into this year was improvement. Unfortunately, that just wasn't the case. We had a very, very down year. Uh, one of the worst I've ever been a part of as in my living experience, at least. But this is the natural laws of football. You will be good and you will be bad. And I'm ready to embrace the very bad that is yet to come. Because the odds that we just end up hiring another goaded head coach Slim to none, if not never. So I'll embrace the suck for a while. I've, from what I've heard, apparently uh, Draw Mayo is the in the running for the head coaching availability. I believe he is the linebackers or defensive coach for the Patriots this past season. And the defense was good. And I would have no problem turning it over to a guy who's already been in the season, been in the system, excuse me, and can kind of lead the Patriot way that we've been carrying. But I am ready to embrace a new era of football in New England. I think it is time that we shift gears for the future. As for Bill Belichick, let me just say this. I think he still has one more chance to prove the naysayers wrong about needing Brady as much. Because I still think he's the GOAT coach with or without Brady. Would he have had as many Super Bowls? Probably not, but still the GOAT coach, in my opinion. Yeah, but you and I believe that script, too. Brady wouldn't have as many Super Bowls without Belichick. They were dependent on each other. 100%. Yeah. Hey, and, you don't eat a jelly sandwich. Yeah. You do eat a peanut butter sandwich. That's why Brady won another Super Bowl with the Bucks. Indeed. 
But I do think there are a lot of teams right now in the NFL that have Bill Belichick. Not a lot, but you there are teams with just peanut butter. I knew you were going to get caught up on that. I knew that was going to stump you. Dude, you could definitely eat. I don't butter. do that, dude. That's weird. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Um, I used when I was younger, I used to only eat jelly sandwiches. Like it would just be. Uh, no, no, no. We're clipping that. We're clipping that. No. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. I dude. I I have to come clean about this. These are my sins. These are right, my. But now that you say that, you look like a a guy. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, by the way, if anyone would have known that in middle school, or high school, that could have been the immediate end row session right there. Like, yeah, yeah. This kid eats jelly sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. How how do you eat just jelly in between two breads? SpongeBob, <laughs> bro, you a SpongeBob ass. You have to at least have toasted it, bro. SpongeBob ass boy Zach, <laughs> dude. I used to remember fish jelly. There'd just be sometimes where I'm like, dude, I don't want the like texture and like consistency and the like thickness of peanut butter. I was like, I just want the sweetness of jelly. Because like, yeah, what I like a little bit of peanut butter just to make it a sandwich. Yeah, no, I just put. That's a, not a sandwich. That's just two pieces of bread with gel. That's <laughs> not a sandwich. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Holy shit, this has gone so far off. All right, let's, uh, let's get to these playoff matchups because I'm getting tired. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say before we switch up, though, is I think if Bill Belichick goes to the Chargers, that's immediately a playoff team without question. Yeah, mind. I like that, too. I like that, too. I like that, too. Especially with Herbert. Yes. Yes. I feel like he could immediately – because, dude, the Chargers are talented as hell. Dude, they're one of the most – they are one of the most talented rosters from, from bottom to top in the whole NFL, and they're terrible. Brandon Staley should have been on they're the edge. Can you all stop asking me questions about who's calling the plays? Sir, you're the coach. Their job is to literally ask you questions. Yeah. That is their job. <sighs> Brandon Staley, I couldn't even – I wouldn't trust you to coach a college football team, brother, let alone my – if my son does play football one day, it won't be for your peewee football team. Hey, we can make fun of him as much as we want, but that boy got paid. Indeed. Indeed. Yep. All right, but let's do this real quick. Our first round of the NFL playoffs, our first game, Saturday, 430 on NBC. Cleveland Browns versus the Houston Texans. Cleveland coming in at a minus two. Give me your picks, boys. Me first? All right. I, um, I will do uh, – I'll do Cleveland. I think it's set up. For Cleveland going to Baltimore and Joe Flacco playing the Ravens, I think that's going to happen. I think Houston is a great team, great uh, playoff team, but they are a bunch of rookies, a bunch of new guys. Um, Even the coach is new into the playoffs. I think they're just going to – it's going to be a great game, and I think uh, the Browns are going to win. I'm also going to take the Browns. I think that the NFL writes their scripts and they want to see Joe Flacco play the Ravens. I also think uh, I'm going to piggyback on what I said. The veteranism is going to help them carry the way. But I got to give a huge shout out to CJ Stroud because not yet, not yet, but as of right now, he might have broken the Ohio State quarterback curse. But I'm still going to take Cleveland Browns. Uh, I will say this. CJ Stroud did break the Ohio State quarterback curse. I don't need any it's more, more time. It's got to be more than one year, Zach. It's got to be more than one year I don't care. You put any you put any of the Ohio State quarterbacks that ever got drafted and put them in his shoes for this season, they would have gotten ran through. Terrell Pryor. Yeah, they would have gotten ran through. No questions asked. But regardless, look, the Texans are one of the feel-good stories of the year where you are so happy that they made the playoffs and beat all that adversity. And with first-year coach 
uh, DeMarco Ryan and everything that's been happening with CJ Stroud and their injuries. It just feels good that they've made it, but the playoffs are the playoffs. And this is just one of those times where they're probably going to get bullied. If we're being honest, look, the Browns are a super talented roster. Just one of their biggest issues year in and year out is, will they have a consistent quarterback? The Browns have never been able to have a quarterback in forever, but as we said, who doesn't love a good storyline? Joe Flacco came off the couch at 39 years old. The dude is falling asleep on benches as he throws for 400 yards against teams in the NFL, by the way. But like I said, the dude grew, literally played in his prime against Ed Reed uh, at practice, Ed Reed and Ray Lewis, and then played against guys like James Harrison and Philip Palomalu. So uh, these safeties are sweet to him. I, I also Jim. think uh, – I'm sorry to interrupt you, Zach. We talked about it uh, last pod too. It's like it, it's almost that he's he's so simplistic about it. He doesn't overthink things. Yeah, he just he, that comes with experience. Yeah, and what that's I love him with the edge in the playoffs. Yeah, what I love that someone said is Joe Flacco still has that old era QB in him, where like if shit's falling down, he doesn't throw it away. He's like, "Fuck it, someone's down there." Yeah, like, <laughs> he throws it up to Amari more than anyone I've ever yeah. seen. And he does. Yeah, I watched. I watched the whole TikTok highlight, and it was just fucking Amari down there and it's just Joe Flacco <laughs> slinging it and he's in like triple coverage catching the ball every play yeah he also loves Njoku yes he loves Njoku and honestly I I love seeing it I love what the Browns are doing the Browns look like they're not going to Brown but it would be the most Brown thing to get there and then just lose to a depleted Texans roster so they'd be like super Browns if they went up like 24 to 7 at halftime and then lost Yes. Yeah. It would not be surprised. Would not be surprised. Um, but that's what makes wildcard weekend so great. So for this game though, I am going to take the Browns and the cover. I, I just don't see the Texans getting it done. Our next game is Saturday, eight o'clock between the Miami dolphins traveling to the Kansas city chiefs chiefs coming in at a minus five favorite. What do we think boys? Well, look, we all know the story about the weather for this game. I believe it is going to be one of the coldest games of all time. Negative 30 degree wind chill. I believe it's supposed to be five degrees below zero. This is not going to be a fun playing environment, especially for a team that has spent a ton of time down in Miami, Florida. It says game time weather will be one degree. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> one degree. It's one. Yeah. Just one. <laughs> it's like, I can give you one. <laughs> Give you, you give me one more day. It's <laughs> one more day. Oh my god. Uh regardless though, look, these these are not the powerhouses we once sought them out to be at the beginning of the season. As the season's gone on, I think we've seen a um Dolphins roster that has had some struggles on offense compared to what they were earlier in the season where they were just kind of a juggernaut and Tyreek Hill was on pace for 2000 yards. However, I'm just not seeing that as of late. They seem to be getting outmatched in nearly every game they play, given their defense has taken some major hits, Bradley Chubb out for the year. I forget some of their other key injuries, but regardless, they're hurt. As for the Chiefs side of things, you just don't have the weapons. You aren't you are letting Patrick Mahomes be Patrick Mahomes when you have receivers like Kadarius Toney. And honestly, their only real baller is Rasheed Rice right now because as I'm looking over at Travis Kelsey, who's too busy drowning in some T-Swift, uh, it, it just ain't working out. And I really don't have the most faith in them. However, what is going to lead me to taking the Chiefs over the Dolphins in this game is this game is in Chiefs territory. And Andy Reid does have playoff experience. He knows what he's doing. Um, so I am going to trust him to get the job done in this game. 
I'm gonna take the Chiefs as well. Um, they're they're one of those teams. How do I how do I describe them? They they I'm gonna I'm gonna call it Tom Brady esque, but not in the way of. Let me explain. They're one of those teams. As long as they make it to the show, they're gonna play well. You know, it doesn't matter if they had an all right season or not. There's someone that's like when the lights turn on, they show up. And there's a lot of you know, there's athletes that are like that. There's sports teams that are like that. They just have a feel. And yeah, they went eleven and six. It's not the best season they've had in a while. Um, but it doesn't matter when, when the lights turn on and they, they get a, uh, they're back against the wall and it's one game in one game out. They just find a way to win every time. And I'm going to be honest. I'm really not big on the dolphins at all. And I, I, I kind of was in the beginning and now I'm not, they only, they, uh, uh, they just seem to just beat the teams they are supposed to be. And they never get any like crazy. Like it seems like they don't beat any like juggernauts. Um, I, I think two is good. I just I don't know I, I just there's just something about that Miami Dolphins team that it doesn't it doesn't seem real to me I don't know it just seems like a little like fairy tale ish um I I can't put my finger on it but either way I think that the the it's a legitimate home field advantage with this weather I think Kansas City covers yeah you know I'm gonna go with the Dolphins I didn't uh, I think, know I think yeah. there's a lot of speed on that team. And if Jalen Waddle plays, which I am making my pick, if Jalen Waddle plays, no, that's how that works, brother. You make your pick now. I make my pick. No, I'm saying, I'm so thinking it can't play. be if Jalen Waddle. No, no, what is All your right. pick? Dolphins are gonna win. All right, fair enough. That's it. Short and sweet. Uh, no, they're they're just they're really fast. You have a lot of really fast players on the team. I mean, you you have four of the fastest players in the NFL. Uh, in Waddle, Hill, A-Chain, and Mozart. Um, I think, I don't know, I, I just think the Dolphins are hungry, and I think, um, you know, the weather is going to, you know, play a factor in it for sure. Kansas City may have the edge in that, but something just feels weird about this Chiefs team this year. I think, um, you know, like a, a super, they're kind of like getting off the Super Bowl high, and Travis Kelsey is their best player, and he's looked terrible. He he's looked like if you if you put two guys on him, he he can't make any room. Yeah, and, and he's he's looking a little slow too. I'm I think he's getting a little old. You think if you were out there, it'd be different? Yes, I think if I was out there, I could give you. I, I could give you good a good fifteen minutes. I could give you a whole quarter. All right, I'm gonna give you a legitimate before we go on to the next four games. I'm gonna give you an actual hypothetical, and I want your real answer. If All you right. play a whole season as a tight end in the NFL. Do you think you could get five catches? Uh, yeah. Could he get injured? Wait, wait, wait. Is injury a possibility, or does he just somehow no. always? No, no, he's always healthy. Okay. But and they have it has to be at least a yard. You have to get positive yards per catch, even if it's one yard. I think there could be so many trick plays that could get me five catches. I think you would get blown the fuck up by a middle linebacker and drop the ball. <laughs> no, he could definitely run some like I could catch it and then I'd fumble it. Yeah, a delayed tight end catch. No, if he fumble, if he records the catch and then fumbles, it's still a catch. Positive yards. I don't think I don't think Matt can get five catches in NFL season. I think I think coaches could devise five garbage time play action delayed tight end. I can catch it five times. I it, look. Give me a little out route to the you know to the edge. You're dying. You're dying. It has to be. Yeah. A <laughs> You're not running around. You're give, not me one -on -one. give me one-on-one. Give me one-on-one with Jesse Bates 
I'm gonna do a little dink, dink like that, and then I'm gonna do a little. Yo, all out. you gotta do is run a stop and go route on Trayvon Diggs. He bites every time. Yeah, good. Except I truly believe he said Matt's gonna run and he's gonna go, and you're not gonna move. <laughs> I believe Trayvon Diggs could bite on the double move and still make up for it. Who gets uh, up to Matt? Still, no, make I'd have to. On the back I'd end. have to have a lot of screens, a lot of picks. Yes, yeah. a lot of pick. But, a lot of, a lot of, they, would, they would have to legitimately make the offensive plays for you. Look, yeah. I have 18 games to get five catches. I believe it could be done. Now, if injuries were involved, there's you know, guys that play in the NFL that if injuries were involved, I'm not lasting a game. Yeah, yeah but like, obviously. Yeah. But to be fair, Grayson, like they're not like if everyone on the team was like, yo, we gotta get Matt five catches, then yeah, <laughs> yeah, or he dies. No, no, I'm saying no, 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 but I'm saying I'm saying it's not like that. He's just put into a roster. If he's just put on the roster, he's not a see in the field. Like they're not even gonna put him in the game. <laughs> no, 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 but he's no, starting. He's starting. <laughs> oh, so you have to four start him. You have to four start yeah. him. Everyone else got hurt. He's stuck Somehow there. Somehow I got there. Somehow I'm all he has pictures people. of the head coach doing something bad. And I'm <laughs> invincible. Yeah, they put him in, and there's no oh, we're doing this for Matt. No, no, no. It's just regular ran offense that Matt's in, and it's just regular Matt, like yeah. Matt right now. I think you're more screwed on a run block because you're gonna go to block a linebacker, and he's gonna just shove you into the ground. Yeah, but he won't. Yeah, but at least I'll no, get up. And definitely, be definitely just motion him out to the slot every time. They'll just be yeah, like, Matt, Matt, get out there, go, get away. <laughs> no, th- this is like flea flicker type of like hail mary. I'll just sit in the middle of the field. When the everybody's in the Hail Mary, and I'll be like, yo, this is it. My fifth catch right here. <laughs> You're down by 60 points. You yeah. <laughs> everybody's in the end zone. I'm in like the 50 yard line. <laughs> oh my God. Uh All right. regardless, Grayson, what's our next game? Our next game opening up our Sunday. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to the Buffalo Bills. This game at one o'clock on CBS. Buffalo Bills coming in at a minus 10. What are we thinking? I'm thinking TJ Watt is hurt and the Buffalo Bills are going to ransack the Steelers. Um, Look, I have no problems with the Steelers. I just believe that they are way too happy to be content with just getting winning seasons with the very, uh, look, they do have a Super Bowl in what the last 12, 13 years. I don't know. It's been, it's been a while. Uh, Um, We were in fifth grade when they won the last Super Bowl. Yeah. We're 10. So 14 years. Yeah. So regardless, no, Winning season, sure, not great playoff success. Your best player in TJ Watts out. And although the Bills do have a long history of playing down to their, to their opponent's competition level, I do think the Bills need to set themselves apart right now if they want to prove to everyone else that they are a Super Bowl contending team. So with that being said, I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills to absolutely violate the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, and it won't be particularly great to watch. Yeah, I'm going to keep it short and sweet before Matt goes. I'm just going to take the, the Bills are going to kill him. And yeah, it's Bill's Mafia is going to go nuts. I think the Steelers uh, <laughs> don't score any more than 10 points. I'm even saying they don't even score 10 points. It would be a little Josh Allen of him, though, to play bad and keep it a close game. Yeah, to throw like two pick sixes. Yeah, and then it's like 21 14. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. What's our next game? Our next game, 4 30 on Fox. The Green Bay Packers traveling to the Dallas Cowboys to face their old head coach in Mike McCarthy. This game, a Cowboys coming in at a minus seven. And let me tell you something. Packers ain't never lost the AT&T Stadium. Is that is that true? I don't believe they've ever lost the AT&T Stadium. Damn. Um, 
That's crazy. So you rocking with you go pack go? Brother, I've seen so many times, so many times that the Packers get matched up with the Cowboys and the Cowboys are supposed to win every time and they never do. So you're you're go you're go pack go. Yeah, I'm go pack go, man. I am about Jordan Love, I'm, man. I'm uh Jordan Love, listen, the, sorry, real go before you go, Matt. He has turned around hella at the end of the season. Hella. Dude, the Packers and drafting franchise quarterbacks needs to be studied. Needs to be studied. Well, I think it's funnier how he does everything like Aaron Rodgers. Have you seen like the video breakdowns of him? Yeah. He, walks he literally the same is way. He does the handoffs the same. He does everything the exact same. I mean, yeah, if they told he me to follow the guy for years uh, and they were like, yeah, this guy's a lot better than you, uh, I think I'd copy some mannerisms. Yeah, too. no, I would too. Yeah, I definitely would. Yeah. But yeah, give me, give me Packers. I'm going with the Cowboys. I think they're really good at home. I think they're a really good team this year. Uh, they could win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Um, but here, here's what the Cowboys are going to do. They're going to beat the Packers. The Packers are young, at least in their quarterback and their wide receivers. Um, and uh, Cowboys are going to win, and then they're going to uh, lose to the 49ers in the NFC Championship. It's just it's just written already. It's written. Wait, what's, what's the – what does the seating look like right now for the NFL playoffs? Because uh, the NFL playoffs are weird where it's not set in stone. You end up yeah. playing highest or lowest seed. Could end up playing, but I just know that the Cowboys are going to win this game. Everyone's going to get their hopes up, and then they'll lose. Again. All right, so the one, so the Cowboys are two, the Green Bay seven, and San Francisco's one. Okay, so Dallas won't play 49ers in the next round if they win anyway. Yeah, Dallas would play the winner of the Bucks, and, and the da- they'd either play – Eagles or the winner or the Rams. Yeah. If yeah. the Eagles are win if the Eagles or Rams. If the Eagles and Rams win, they play the Rams. No, yeah. they play the Eagles. They play the Eagles because the Rams would play 49ers. Yes, yes. Okay, you're right. You're right. But what are, what are the, Bucks the winner for? of the Eagles and the Bucks, or they're playing the winner of the Rams and San, San Fran's getting the lowest seed. San yeah. Fran's getting the lowest So if seed. Green Bay wins, they're automatically playing San Francisco. Yeah. But if um, the Cowboys win, they're gonna either play the Eagles or the Rams. Yeah. So, hey, tough. I'm going to go with the Cowboys – or excuse me, I'm going to go with the Packers just because I don't like the Cowboys, and I think they sh- they're they overrated all the time, and they're America's team, which is true. So there's, like, a huge media bias to them, and they suck in – in uh, not overtime, in uh, the postseason every single year I've been alive that I can recall. So I'm going to take Green Bay. And I don't even really like Green Bay, but I'm just going to – I'm going to do that. Our last game on Sunday. This is a weird game. We have the Los Angeles Rams traveling to the this Detroit. Is not our, this is not our last game. Oh, on just Sunday. last game on Sunday. On Sunday. Thank you for listening to my full sentence. Okay. The last game on Sunday is our <laughs> 8 p.m. on NBC. We have the Los Angeles Rams traveling to the Detroit Lions. Yes, that is how I said that. It's not at the Rams. It's in the Lions. Super weird. Never in my life did I think I'd be saying that. And Matthew Stafford coming back home to play the Lions. Detroit's minus three. What are we thinking? This we is also- a top game, dude. I think this is going to be scary. This might be the closest game of round one. Yeah. This is going to be crazy because Cooper Cup and Puka are real deal. Like, they're no joke at all. And Kyron Williams is no joke as well. Like, the Rams are going to score points. They have to match up with the Lions. The, the, the Lions' offense is ridiculous. Um, you have a good coach in Sean McVay. You have a great coach in uh, um, oh my God, 
What's his name? Are you shitting me right now? Dude, I'm blanking. So don't hard. give it to him, Zach. Dan don't Campbell. Dan Campbell. All right, all right. Sorry, Dan Campbell. Great coach. Uh, so good. I couldn't even remember his name. By the way, it's Scene McVeigh. There's no H. Oh, sorry, Scene. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just I'm rooting. If the Bucks don't win, I'm rooting for the Lions. I want them to win. I'm gonna pick them to win. I think they are really good. Um, did I just did I just cut out again? No, no, the yeah, the, the scene McVay thing. Yeah, the scene, the scene thing just caught me so off guard. I was not ready for that. <laughs> <It's a> scene. <laughs> um. Oh my god. Look, I'm gonna give. I'm just gonna get my take on it. You have <laughs> the ultimate storyline going into this game, and like I said, I love storylines. You have one quarterback who was set free by his team because after years of doing all that he could and just wasn't enough to get them anywhere ends up leaving for another team to pursue his goals. And you have another quarterback who was, and then he wins the Super Bowl. and he wins the Super Bowl. And you have another quarterback who, who left that team. Who was ca- not, not who left the Rams. Who didn't leave. Cast didn't leave. It they out. got rid of him. <laughs> they got rid of him. They threw him to the wolves. They said, we're done with you. Like he Andy, left. like Andy and Toy Story. Yeah. Yes, Matt. He did still leave. Good job. Yeah, yes. he did. That gives me that gives me a lot of like I wasn't fired I quit yeah <laughs> regardless um wow I wasn't fired I was let go yeah <laughs> what more could you ask for uh I agree with Grayson's sentiment where he was like we never thought we'd say this about the Detroit Lions hosting a playoff game but then again they had never even won their division ever they've never ho- they've never hosted a home playoff game I don't believe unless I'm tripping but I don't I don't believe they've ever hosted to my knowledge. So with that being said, there's a lot of pressure on the Detroit Lions to win this game. Now, look, I do think they have the upper hand in this. I think what helps the Rams a lot is Kyron Williams is such a dog and their run scheme is able to open up a lot of plays in the play action game for the Rams. The only problem is you are dealing with Detroit, who is one of the best run stopping teams in all of football right now. They know how to shut down the run. They can force you to pass. And if you do pass, Aiden Hutchinson is going to get to you. And it's not going to be pretty. So the way I kind of look at this game is, is Sean McVay going to be able to scheme up something in order to put enough points on the board to kind of compete with the Lions? And are the Lions going to shit their pants on national television after years and years of failure only to come up short once again? In my opinion, I think this is a year where they get a playoff win. I do think since they're at home, it does give them the edge. I feel like they have all the weapons and capabilities to get the job done. So I am gonna go with the Detroit Lions to win this game. Um, Matt just disrespected the fucking big cojones Dan Campbell by not knowing his name. Look, give me a break. I was thinking Mike Rabel the whole time. I don't care if the the freaking three hundred army of Sparta was lining up on the field to fight the Lions. I'm riding with Dan Campbell into war every single time. Every single time. There is not – I'm pretty sure last year we named him football guy of the year on clocks. There is not a guy that breathes football more than that guy. That guy wakes up and he's like – he probably wakes up and he lights two candles before brushing his teeth and they're football-scented candles. Like they smell like a football. <laughs> and he's just like – Oh, man, I'm ready to go coach some football today. Jared Goff, tiny hands, 
still slings it. Still slings it. <laughs> He's a hot wife. How do you not root for this team? You know, and I, they, I, their team is built of people that were written off and they keep thriving and they keep excelling. I'm all in on the Lions, dude. Um, first of all, yes, I do, I do think they're going to win. I think it being at home, I think they have a lot. I think one reason why I don't enjoy the NFL as much as I enjoy college is the lack of heart and the lack of pride in the game because it's now a job. You're a little older. There's a lot of things like that. The Lions are one of the very few teams left in the NFL that plays with so much heart, dude. Week in and week out, they love each other. They love being there. That culture, Dan Campbell turned it around. He turned it around. They were garbage. Garbage. And now they're hosting a playoff game. He turned it around. Um, I'm all in, dude. I want the Lions to win it all. I am all in on the Lions. I love Dan Campbell. I've never been to Detroit. It probably sucks. But that's just another reason for me to like them more. It's just like everything is against them. You know, M&M's from there. Give me the Lions. Kid Rock. Eight mile. Eight mile. Give me the Lions. Our last game, Zach. Monday Night Football. We have the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to the great city of Tampa, Florida. Play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 8-15 on ABC, ESPN, or ESPN Plus, depending on your provider. Eagles, minus three. Matt, how about you start us off with this one? Oh, man. Uh, I no. want the Bucs to win so bad. It's just what Baker Mayfield are we going to get? We've seen Baker Mayfield tear up the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field and then do dog shit at home against the Saints. So it's like, who are we going to get? Um, I'm going to go with the Bucks because it's going to be rainy and Jalen Hurts doesn't play well in the rain, statistically proven. And uh, our defense is so good that I would put us up against any other defense in the league, and I think defense wins games, defense wins championships, and I think we're going to win at home. The Eagles are going to go to the Dallas Cowboys. That's it. Mm-hmm. Look, this is what I will say about this situation. I would love for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this game. Um, do I think it is a possibility? Yes. I've seen how poorly the Eagles have played. I believe they are one and four in their last five games. They have not been playing good football. Yeah, they went on an 0 and 3 streak, didn't they? Yeah. So they just have not been playing good football. They haven't been able to congel as well as you would like to see a playoff team do, especially with how their success was early in the season. I mean, starting off, what, 9-1, and 10-1, something ridiculous. Yeah, crazy. And the fact that they kind of fallen apart like this is very sad to see, considering how much of a Jalen Hurts fan I am. I could care less about the city of Philadelphia. I really don't care. But I will root for Jalen Hurts. But if there's one thing I know more than anything, it is that Baker performs best when there is no expectations. The moment you start believing in Baker or thinking that he will achieve something or that it's written in stone, it ends up coming back to hurt you. Now, I do think he's played these last two games sort of injured. I have seen a change in his play style, and it's not really what I was seeing against, per se, the Green Bay game. 
So maybe with the additional time and time off, he's had some time to heal up and get back to play his best game of football. But the Eagles have already played the Bucs this year in Tampa, and we saw how that went. Now, I understand this is playoff football. This is a completely different environment from the regular season. But the Eagles know what they're getting out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was a pretty decent played game by the Bucs. Wasn't their best game. But I know what the Eagles are capable of, and I just feel like it's just the biggest setup to break Bucks fans' hearts because, you know, going into the season, you never had the expectation of possibly winning 10 games. That was never a question mark. And if they didn't shit the bet against the Saints, they would have 10 wins this season. But to go 9-8 and eight and win the division back-to-back-to-back years and put yourself in a home playoff game again after Tom Brady retired, that's pretty remarkable. You know, that that's something that you certainly didn't expect, or at least I didn't expect. So the fact that they even got here is great. However, I am going to put them in the same tier as kind of the Texans where, hey, glad you could make it. Unfortunately, you will get buried. Um, I do think the game is going to be competitive as hell. I think the Bucs have some dogs on both sides of the football. I think Antoine Winfield has some serious, serious uh, shots or shots isn't what I'm looking for, but um, serious contention for being one of the guy's name for the defensive player of the year award with his stats this year. I think he's played that well. Do I think he's going to win it? No. Um, but I just don't see the Bucks getting it done, man. I, I really can't. It Because if I do believe that they can get it done, it's just going to hurt. Like it, it's just going to hurt my feelings. So I'd, I'd rather not. I'd rather not. The way I look at this game is uh, I think it's going to be the exact same way as the creamsicle game was against the Lions. It's going to be like, Kind of, sort of close, but the play of game is going to be like an ass whooping. Like if you saw the the final score of the Lions Bucks game, it was like that was a close game. I sat there through the whole thing. We got we got destroyed. Never felt like you had a chance. Yeah, never. it was never. It, it felt like we were trying to come back the whole time, and that's how I see this game going. Um, as a betting man, I see way more ways the Eagles win than the Bucks do. It the only way I see the Bucks winning is playing the best game. Every like everything has to go well. The Eagles can have a bunch of hiccups and still win this game. Um, I just don't. I I think I think this was. I think making the playoffs was the Bucks Super Bowl. I think I think that was. You know, we no one thought we were going to have that good of a year. Everyone thought it was going to be over. I still don't like the coach. Uh, I, I'm blanking out on the name. Uh, Tubbles. Yeah, I still think he needs to get going. Um, but I, I'm sorry. Now listen, I would like to be wrong. I would love for the Bucks to take a run. That'd be pretty sick. I just don't see it happening. Yep, I agree. Just setting up. The defense will somehow keep us within decently range, but the offense ain't going to put up points. But they could. That's the thing. They could. yeah, no shit, Matt's the NFL. They could. They could like they it literally. Are we going to see a good Baker or a bad Baker? Are we going to get a five pass deflection Baker? You know, in big moment plays, or are we going to see him, uh, you know, slinging around? And and Rashad White should have a big game as well. Baker needs to go on the Joe Flacco mindset and say, "Fuck it, Mike Evans down there somewhere and just sling it." Yep, yep. Any uh final words before we end this pod, boys? Great pod, by the way. Great pod. Great pod. <laughs> <laughs> Finish it with that. Want to be your champion? I really am. Matt, whatever you said, yeah. you're gonna say it again because you just went. I, I heard, I heard, uh, honored to be champion. That, 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 that was what I picked up. I am honored to be your champion. For the, I legacy. Wear that, For the legacy, I will, wear, I will wear that belt with pride. 
I, I, I hope you do. Uh, my parting words are, um, I don't know about you guys, but I did get my W-2 form. So for those of you that are either paying taxes or tax evading, um, you might want to get those done. Yeah. When is that, that's, when is that supposed to, when's the time for that? I, I don't know. I don't know, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, I think that's like April, bro. Yeah. Oh, no, I think it's March. I think it's March. I think it's March. You should do, you should do it now. All I know is, but uh, regardless, me and Grayson will be committed to creating our clocks on the stove awards for the 2024 calendar year. Um, I know we will be looking for our football guy of the year and our clocks athlete of the year and doucher of the year. Uh, I will come up with some other awards uh, in the meantime. Yeah, we're gonna but, need to, uh, This year was more of like um, playing around with it. Next year, we're going to have legitimate, we're going to have legitimate um we're gonna have legitimate awards and, and like posts and things. Yes, I agree. But it was unanimous. Ryan Shazier won Doucher of the Year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna read this out on a quote that I saw from AJ Hawk on the Pat McAfee show that I loved. If everything we acted like was life or death, was really life or death, there'd be a lot of dead people around. Wow. So sometimes take a breath it's not as big of a deal as you think it is yep and remember we suffer more in our imagination than we do in reality well, do it. It.